freedom, young OG vibes, think like I'm Steve Jobs, Malachi Stone, see the world all through Steve's eye, Dubai sand still, stuck in my van still, I let the sand spill till I can't stand still, I got no time to waste, life is fast paced, keep the tracks running, never come in last place, how's your bitch when I come around, she's not safe, no she be leaving with me cause you got bad taste, she need a back brace, I need a back rub, I tell her put that face down and the ass up, and then I smash her, and then I pass her, back to you, she won't tell you the truth, so don't ask her, hop in the ghost and go Casper, space cool with a rocket on me, I won't hesitate to blast you, fuck buying cars though, I'm buying back my masters, cause it ain't just the cash that I'm after, had to flash back, I got a lot up on my mind, not enough time, so I've been up on my grind, make them bitches fall in line, when you say my name, don't forget the dollar sign, bitch, you know I got it, know I got it, Money on my mind, so you know I'm always grinding. Ah, man, that's a great record by Joey Badass. If you haven't gotten a chance to check that out, it's from the Light Pack. Three songs, but that's definitely one of the fire songs on there. But here we are back again. My name's Kumo, and I got my great co host. As always, y'all, you already know who it is. It's Millie Rock on any block, and this is the. This is the We Ain't With It. We Ain't With It podcast. This is the We Ain't With It podcast. All right. So, welcome back. Like I said, we made it. 2021. Yes, yes, yes. 2021. Yes. We, we got we to take this into our own hands this time. We can't just allow things to happen like last year. So, hopefully everybody coming here with a better mindset. And we just going to do better. Try to avoid excuses. Just do better. Mm-hmm. Speak on it, Cole. Speak on it, Cole. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, where are we at with it? Uh, well, first and foremost, Happy New Year, y'all, again. Uh, 2021. I hope everybody had a safe and happy New Year. Um... Bro, how was your New Year's, dog? You can get a quick little little feel. How was the New Year, bro? How was your New Year's, bro? So, for real, for real, my New Year was just kind of normal. I didn't do anything out of the ordinary. I stayed in the crib and just chilled. I really actually slept through it. I didn't even count through it because I'm so used to going to bed at a certain time to get up for work. Like, my body kind of shuts down after a while. Mm -hmm. So, I just kind of slept through the New Year. (laughs) Woke up to all these texts like, hey, Happy New Year. Right, 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 right. So. Yeah. I dig it. A lot of people are like that, bro. I had a lot of friends say the same thing, dog. So you're not alone, yo. Not alone. Not alone. For me, uh, my New Year's was pretty chill as well. Um, for the first time in a very, very long time, I was in the crib. Like oh. my own crib, bringing yeah. New Year in. Um, I was with Bay um, and the homie of his, and then my sis and her boo came by. Uh, so it was nice. We had some nice jungle juice. Um, still got a lot left over. Jesus Louise. God oh, dang, I would have thought. Yeah, I was trying to get lit. Yeah, I would have thought that joint been gone, but we barely touched the brim. Like, the brim is still hella juice in there. But, um, yeah, like, I can't remember the last time I was actually brought a New Year in in my own house. I'd either be at somebody else's house or out at a bar somewhere or whatever. But it was really nice to come in, uh, bring New Year in with um, dope people. So, yeah, I hope, again, I hope everybody had a safe and nice New Year. Um, so let's get into it, bro. So, as always, y'all know, um, first up on the docket is the You With It. And again, we would love listener submissions to this. So, send us your questions. Um, your questions on our Instagram at uh, We Ain't With It Podcast. That's We Ain't With It Podcast. So, again, the Instagram will be in the description as always. So, bro, uh, for this week, You With It, <laughs> shower sex. Oh, man. 
Sour yeah. sex, in my opinion, is very overrated. Mm-hmm. If, if you really want me to get into detail about it, I can really <laughs> go there with it because it's just it's just not it's not for me. I've done it on several different occasions, and it just don't work for me. Mm-hmm. It's 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 cool because just the aesthetic of it is nice, but as far as like the entire feeling. One is it's awkward because you're in a depending. I haven't been like in a huge shower or nothing like this. So right. if you've been in a regular shower, it's a tight space. <laughs> <laughs> it's a tight space. Uh, you really limited to the positions you can actually do. And let's just be honest. Like when the water hits the yams, it's going to dry up. <laughs> But they say the water when the water hits the yams is supposed to help keep it like no keep it going for real no. No, no, I mean, I mean, for me, I, I, I don't really mind shower sex for real. Like, ain't nothing to it. It's just you can't be in that zone for a long period of time. One, because I don't know, y'all must be ball out of control. You can run your shower for that long period of time to get it in. Yeah. So I feel like um, shower sex for me is like a warm up to like the game. You know what I mean? Like you get in there, you do your little final, any little foreplay, then y'all clean up. Maybe one person may do a quick little wash up and then get out so the other person can have the, the uh, shower because that shit annoying to be washing up at the same time in the shower. That shit don't work, especially if the shower's not that big. And then you go to the bedroom and get it popping. That's how I, I, for me, for me, I feel like. But yeah, again, I do agree with you on the um, flip side as far as like the the size of the shower does matter with like whatever positions you're about to do. Ball could be slipping. You start hearing that squeaky sound in the shower. <laughs> If you if you got to oh, do shit, anything, oh, if you got to do anything, you can't just go in there without the floor mat. You got to have the floor mat on the floor because if not, you're going to power slide and then hit your cabeza and it's a wrap. Now you're, you're talking not having about, no You're talking about the floor mat with the um, suction cups yeah, on the bottom right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You're going you gonna to power slide in that shower without hell that mat. yeah. No matter how clean. Yeah, hell yeah. You're going to slip and slide, bro. Slip and slide. Slip and slide. But no, I like... Yeah, the shower size matter for sure, bro, because I've, I've been in one shower. I was out somewhere. I was staying somewhere, but that shower was pretty big, and both of us in there, it was it was just nice. It was spacious as shit. That joined like a whole nother room for real. So, yeah, like, so I guess to to make a consensus, I guess we are with it, but not with it at the same time, y'all, I guess you would say. I think that it depends on the circumstances. Like, yeah. it depends on the size of the shower mm-hmm. and... Well, also, let me tell you another thing. I might be a little bit different, but the also the the thing about it too is that somebody got to be on the cold side of the shower. If you're in a regular <laughs> size shower, somebody's gonna be in the cold side of the shower, pissed off. Right, because your back is in the water. <laughs> Yo, and and it's like usually the lady most of the time is keeping the bean. Listen, it's usually the shorty that be dealing with the cold the cold corner. Cold corner of the shower. That's not right. We gotta switch it up. Ladies should be in the water sometimes. Get your get, get your shower cap. A shower cap will help there because if you gotta be on the water side, you don't wanna get your hair wet. Yeah, I mean, for real, for real, I don't wanna caps. get my hair wet. I got- wear a shower cap, like you just said. Wear a shower cap. Yeah, you're right. But I'm just saying, like, we wanna be warm too when we get when we get when we get it in. Sometimes not the fella got always be in the water, but. Yeah, that's funny. Two people in the shower with shower caps on. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta keep the hair from not getting wet. Oh dog. my god! But speaking of covering up, right, bro? I we I know we were talking about this like with this whole like COVID pandemic mess still occurring, but like with these wearing masks, right? Um, 
Do you think it's fucking up the dating game? As far as, like, you know, being able to see what people look like fully? Like, what's your take on that? Um, I feel like what it's going to do, even though, like, it's already been a thing to where, say, for example, walking down the street and I see a woman and she looks attractive. Mm-hmm. Now it's going to be, I'm walking down the street I can't see what her face looks like. So the only other thing I have to go off is just her body. And then once I actually walk up and talk to her now, I got to stay six feet. And I have to try to get to know you a little bit more now than I did before mm-hmm. up front. Because, of course, you know, I never would just say go completely off aesthetics. But get to know the person a little bit more on the first on the first meeting isn't that the first meeting you usually go off aesthetics anyway because that's the that's the basis that you're going off of to even want to approach the shorty right i think you want to ask a couple more questions than you normally would because no, i'm saying people, not even i'm saying like not even before you say anything to her i'm saying like first yeah she walking down the street right you always go off aesthetics anyway yeah but then see that that's the difference is that it might sound shallow, but you might look at the girl's face and her body and everything like that. But mm-hmm. now you don't even have a face to look at. Right. You just got eyes. So you have no idea what's underneath that mask. Right. It could be like Melina from Mortal Kombat under there. <laughs> and now, Yo, that's Joy. Speaking to real quick before you get back. Yo, that shorty used to scare the shit out of me when she hit that fatality. That mask come down, bro. <laughs> bro. I ain't gonna lie. I was a young boy playing that John scared. Young John playing that shit scary. Yo, she ugly. But anyways, go ahead. I'm sorry. That's what she you. Ugly. That's what you got the chance of running into, and that's a little bit iffy. But that's the chances you take now. If you really, mm-hmm. or you could just stick to doing online dating. Yeah, because online dating, I don't think anybody taking pictures with their mask on on online. Maybe they are. I know I did when I was on there. I, I had like one picture of my mask on, show people. I guess the I'm I'm being safe out here. I guess I don't know why I yeah. did that dumb shit, but yeah, I think all I did. I don't think people really are showing their mask too much. Um, if I was in the dating game, I think, um, and if it wasn't so much of a lockdown going on with the whole bar situation, like I feel like it would still be. Um, I think it'd still be easy to still try to shoot your shot in person. Because a lot of most of the time when you get into these spaces or these like these venues or parties whenever they're open, people take their masks down anyway, unless like the the venue is really strict on yeah. right uh, social distance uh, measures and stuff like that. But a lot of these at these spots, they really don't give two f's as long as you pay that twenty dollars to get in mask on or not, whatever. Listen. So I guess you can still shoot your shot like that, you know. But I think off rip like just walking down the street, I think I agree with you. I think it is difficult to tell like what that person may may or may look like. Unless they take the mask down. Sometimes you have the occasional pull it, pull it down a little bit so they can hear you better, yeah. which is kind of weird. Well, I don't know why we do that now, but it works to some degree. But Well, because that, you know, the mask, like, it make it hard for you to understand people sometimes, mm-hmm. especially depending on how thick the mask is. Hell, yo. If it's like them cloth ones, yes. Yeah. The N95s can't hear shit. Yeah, you can't hear nothing. <laughs> then John, like, a big-ass bird beat coming out your face. Like, what'd you say, sir? <laughs> I'm sitting. I'm sitting there like you got the N95 mask on. You trying to talk to me after a while? You just throwing up gang signs, trying to let me know what you're saying. Right, bro. Right, right, yo. Like, and then the N95 mask. Like, god damn. They hard to I come get across. the design of that purpose. It's hard. One, it's hard to come across, and two, I don't understand the design. Like, I don't think nothing's getting in there. It is so hard to like breathe. Like one yeah. time I tried working a six to seven hour shift with that joint on. <laughs> Never again. Never again. I went I grabbed Yo. the cloth joint from the back real fast, the cloth uh, mask real fast, or one of the um the masks that the doctors and stuff be using, like surgical masks and stuff. 
Bro, I, I couldn't do it. So I applaud anybody that has to wear an N95 mask for a long period of time, for real. Like You feel I, like an athlete after that. You was breathing yeah, on hard. Like, yeah, damn, I just real. worked out. For real. I, I give it to y'all, for real. Thank you. Like, I just, whoo, Jesus, child. Oh, man. But, you know, I'm just going to segue over to just another thing I seen online um, not too long ago. Someone posted this video of this husband saying that his wife hasn't paid a bill in 18 years. I guess that's the duration of their marriage. So in the duration of their 18-year marriage, they truly never paid a bill, not a mortgage, not a grocery, not a what? <laughs> yes! That's the goal, bro! That's the goal, Shorty! Shorty, I don't know if the Shorty whoever she's married to, that couple is listening on the show. But I need... The scoop, like, yeah, so I know I'm playing, I don't need no scoop. Yeah, I personally find crying, that crazy. Yo. That blows my, that blew my mind seeing that video, but like, yo. like, uh, yo, <laughs> woo. My, my woo. question was, yo. with the video, what is she, what is she bringing to the table then if she's not bringing finances, you know? That was my opinion. That's a real question. Question, excuse me, question. What, what, what can you possibly bring to the table? Are you, are you? A housewife, like you doing stuff around the house. Right. Do you not have a job? Do you just staying at home? Like I'm not. I'm. That's really confusing. I'm not sure what she could possibly be doing. Right. To be able to, and, and I don't even know how they manage. Is he? He. I'm assuming he's richer than her. I would say. I assume he must have a really nice job. He's able to provide for the whole house. And then yeah. you don't know how many kids they have in there. Yeah, that's uh, pretty. That's pretty strange. She got to be doing something. She got to be yeah, doing something I mean, around the house. She's probably being a, a fabulous, loyal, white partner to him. She's probably a probably great supporter. Supporting. Yeah, I was gonna say probably a beautiful support system um, with uh, with her and him. But I, I just, I don't know. It's, I don't know because he was going on saying things like, "Oh, she, um, she knows that she can come to me for anything. The kids know they can do that, and I'm the provider." So I guess he was taking on like that. That uh, it's kind of old that, school. Yeah, old school approach of being that provider, that protector. Which I know men are. That's what we're the men are we're put on this earth to do, and it gets um, agitating and annoying when like women stop the man from being able to do his his job, like what he was put on this earth to do. But that's a near or different conversation. But um, I don't know. It's just I don't know. It blew my mind because it's like it's out of the norm. Nowadays, you know, like you usually always hear people saying 50 50 or somebody trying to take the bag and not really want to do too much. Like, Troy's really out here trying to find men with money just because they have money and they don't want to pay anything or they want the new Birkin bag and stuff like that. So, I think that's why <laughs> I think that's why it blew my mind so, so vastly because I never really, you really don't see that anymore. Most you know? of the time, both, most of the time, right? Most, both people are working. Right, 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 right. Or is a single parent, or yeah, somebody trying to mooch off somebody. So I don't, I don't see that really. If that man is to come back around and people start doing that more often, would I have a problem with it? No, but I feel like it's something that when you told me the story, I even had to think to myself. I was like, shoot, when the last time I heard anything like that? Mm-hmm. That's right, probably something exactly. that they did back in what the. 40s and 50s more commonly right and then it went on an offshoot i guess after what the 60s and 70s yeah, when people started when, to kind of do their own thing right women and started working more more women empowerment was mm-hmm. going on during that time so that's that's why we hear where we are today to where everybody's unfortunately it's, it's not equal but we try to be as equal as possible 
Yeah. Especially when it comes to finances. Yeah. I don't know. I just think I, I appreciate that couple because they they have um, it seemed like they have like an open communication and and know like who what part each person plays and um, it's uh, it seems like they're they're in agreement to like how the dynamic of their marriage is supposed to, how the dynamic of their marriage is. So I feel like they're on the same page as that. I don't think it's like um, her not doing nothing and he's just like being a provider. I think they it's have a, an understanding. understanding. You yeah, know, yeah. it has to it be, has especially to be. for 18 years. 18 years. Is 18 a, years is a long time, y'all. That's a, that's a whole job. Yeah, because <laughs> if, if she was doing that to him for 18 years and it was not an understanding between the two of them. I don't think he would have made a video and, like that sounding all very like, yeah, like our men, we need to be the provider's wife, y'all do everything. Da, da, da. I don't think it would have been like that. No. <laughs> Hell no. Hell no. My man's have been mad. Do not allow that bitch. <laughs> Yo, they would have been sick online. Hell yeah, shorty. They would have been sick. Everybody would have been commenting real quick like, yeah, that's why I don't know why she or no, no, I don't know because I feel like when women try to secure the bag in that the wrong way by mooching off somebody, they get they get applauded for it. It's becoming normal now. Yeah, I just that's like that with the whole mind. being Birkin lazy, bag. you get applauded for being lazy. Like the like the whole like Birkin bag situation that was a pretty strange situation. It was like, oh, if he can't get you a Birkin bag, then X, Y, and Z. That was kind of weird. Yeah, it is weird. I, I personally don't. I'm not a handbag person, so I wouldn't. I personally wouldn't be saying that. So I don't know. And then it's just the status. Like you just walking around with a bag that says Birkin on it when you can just get a bag from somewhere else and it still look cute. Like it's just status at this point. Like oh, like you got money, and then you get mad when somebody tries to snatch that shit off your hand in the street. Yeah, you flying like you you balling out of control with a fucking Birkin bag walking in the hood. But and you didn't even but, buy it. And you didn't buy it. Eat and buy it. So what? It, so that goes back to the question of each person should come into a place to where they know what role each person is playing. Yep. They both got to be comfortable with that. Absolutely. It can never just be one sided, right? Because it it's it usually most time it, it fails. It hmm. fails, or someone's feeling gets hurt because <laughs> they get they get a reality check real quick. Like. <laughs> You thought. You thought. <laughs> you thought. You thought. You thought, bitch. Gotcha. <laughs> right, gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But, um, yeah, bro, so you're light-skinned. Yeah. <laughs> I'm light-skinned. <laughs> yeah. And all my all the light-skinned listeners out here, you already know what. How uh, y'all may relate to this? I, y'all probably may have heard this phrase at least once in your lifetime as a light skinned individual is, "Oh, you being light skinned." Yeah, it's, it's very annoying to hear that. Oh, you being light skinned. I don't know who started that or where that came from, uh, but it's been around since I can remember. Actually, yeah. actually has it because maybe when I was a little bit younger, it wasn't as much. But then I got into my twenties and I started hearing it a lot more often. So I would say like late 2000s, early 2010s, something like that. Yeah. I started hearing it more. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I know for me, like growing up, I got uh, called, um, um, oh, you, you, you got jungle fever because I, I liked someone that was white or whatever. So that was like the first piece of like, um, I guess, uh 
slang term for black and somebody outside your race. So that was like my first piece of yeah. smack like that. So then, like you said, as you as I got into like high school, college, definitely in college. Oh my gosh. Definitely in college, that phrase kept getting thrown at me like crazy. Like, I, I actually asked people, like, when they say it to me, like, what, what do you mean? And they'd be yeah. like, oh, you're in your feelings. So then I'd be like, well, I need you to say I'm in, a feel- I'm, I'm in my feelings then. And he's like, no, you're being light-skinned. So, like, what the fuck? Yeah, they just, like, just attached them to What the heck? What? Some, somewhere along the lines, them two, you, what I, I don't know exactly how to explain where it came from, but somewhere along the lines, they got, they're synonymous now. Yeah, it's and it's just, it's the same thing on the opposite end of the spectrum when it comes to dark skin or brown skin people. Mm-hmm. They're cons- they apparently seem to be less emotional. Yeah, like that's another that's another piece to add in too. Like how where did that stem from? Where did that start? Where how if you have a darker complexion, you're more thorough. You you can't express your feelings. Like that's corny. I just think it's just another construct to. An attempt to separate the continue of the yeah separation of black people within our own culture. Like I don't know, if it was black people that started that that started that mess. I don't know who started, but it's just crazy how it's just it's, it's terrible. Because I think feelings and actions and stuff like that is all based on the individual. So why are we why are we generalizing that based off of one whole entire complexion of pe- people? Who made it not okay to express your feelings? Toxic people, man. <laughs> Toxic people, I'm telling you, toxic, toxic, being toxic, yo, is a munjon because you take, you take that toxin within yourself and you're, you're, you know, you, if you're like full blown toxic, but then you take that toxin and put it out into the universe where everybody else and you got people believing things that they, that you should be doing. Yeah. People are deeming that toxic. Like, for example, um, you're in a relationship and you telling your friends or telling, you know, people a lot or whatever. Oh, my gosh. Like, I, I really care for him or her. And every time I go out and I think of them, this time, the third, like, ooh, my baby just didn't. And then they call you obsessive. Uh, that's that's just being thoughtful. Exactly. That's you being thoughtful. You caring and you focusing on that one person. That's not toxic. I mean, you're, now, you're thoughtful, you know, with your friends, your your mother, your father, your brothers and sisters and things like that. Right. So why should love, it be different? Right. Right, expressing love is not being toxic. Like I just think people want to have something to say or don't they don't really know what that's like. Yeah, to experience like that kind of love, even from like you said, family, friends, whatever. Um, so I think people don't really know what that what it feels like. So they they say all these toxic things or they do it to try to be funny, maybe most of the time too. But at the end of the day, like expressing love for your partner is not being toxic. That's what that's. What you're supposed to do? Like nobody want to be with nobody. You don't appreciate them. What's the purpose of a relationship yeah, if I'm not going to be thinking the about them? Yeah, like how are we supposed to build and grow? Like if you, like, how am I supposed to know you're not thinking about? I'm not, like, how am I supposed to know you're thinking about me, bro? I mean, how how hard is it for you to go out to go grab something to eat? You're like, shoot, let me call my significant right. other to go to see if they want anything from or the store. Or not even doing that, just bring them some. Yeah, sometimes you could just do it. Because if you know your partner, you know what they like, what they don't like at some point. You just bring it. Oh, hey, I thought I was at, I was I was hungry, so I think you might be hungry. Boom. Yeah, what it's, the it's not. It's not. What hard. the heck? Yeah, why are we out here thinking that the best way to express how our our feelings and and that we really care for this person is by saying all this effed up, crazy, toxic things like um, the always constant bickering and the back and forth and the drama on online and. Which is, I'm telling y'all, these mother freaking phones are like making, breaking relationships, bro. People can't like, live without them. 
Yeah, and like, and it's just crazy how whoever made these phones know what they doing. They knew what they were doing when he made these drones. But, uh, man, it's cell cell phones ruining everything, bro. Well, this is my thing. I think that so cell phones is cool. I th- right, right. What happened was is that when you started to introduce more features onto the phone, mm-hmm. so you imagine, well, you had when the Android started getting big, and then the Apple phones came out and they was being big they were big devices at the time or oh, they still around but then you started getting apps on the phone mm-hmm. from the apps it's like alright you know I can do more stuff on my phone I can play games I can do my calendar I can do all kinds of stuff on my phone then you throw in social media so now you got all of these factors so like literally I can communicate with people through social media I can do I can pretty much live off of my phone Real rap, you can do everything on a John call, type of paper, freaking. You know how many times like I've typed up papers on my phone because I needed to do that, like or do edits on stuff yeah. before I and and put it on Dropbox and then right. go to school and just grab the thing and print it out and be and be done way before I even get to school. Like they That's insane me. how like phones really are like many computers now, but that it just it's it just like. But these phones that blow my mind, bro, it's like people, it's like people are using that as an excuse to forget how to like communicate or just have a regular conversation. Like, it's been so many times I've seen a couple of my followers on Instagram in person and it's just like nothing. <laughs> yeah, they don't know they don't, how to interact outside yeah, of it. Yeah, or they don't quote unquote don't recognize you. I'm like, what? How you don't rec- What? But it's. I don't know, it's weird. And then it's like you see people that you went to school with, but you ain't really talk to them like that, but you follow them on Instagram still. And you so probably you, still don't talk to them. Right, you still don't talk to them, but then it's... <laughs> I don't it's just weird. Like, I I don't know, it's sad. Like, it's even to the point, like, sometimes I'd be at work, and I don't know if this is like a... I don't think this is like cell phones is a factor of this component, but people be so into their phone it is a component I'm lying. People be so into their phones, like, oh, now it's like, hey, anybody got a mobile order, right? No one says nothing. Two, three, I say it two, three more times, nothing. All of a sudden, people, I guess they finally realize why they're standing there. They look up from their phone and be like, oh, I had a mobile order. Oh, my God. Bro, were I, you really into your phone that bad? You really into that scroll and you, you forgot why you came into the store? Yeah, you're taking get, up my, you're taking up space, bro. They get caught in the matrix. Yeah, like, it really is a matrix. It really, <laughs> really is. Like, and, I, and I'm victim of it. You know, like, if I'm not doing nothing yeah. at home, I have nothing else to do, and I'm just... Mindlessly scroll, mindlessly scrolling, yeah. But yeah. I don't let that deter like how I talk to people. I make sure I reach out to people outside of the social media world. Like, yes, there's my friends and family on Facebook, Instagram, whatever. But I have their personal personal contact information. So yeah. if I want to have a conversation, I'm not going to call my mom on Facebook. I'm gonna call her. I'm gonna call the house. Um, depending, like, with I have a bunch of friends that have Android phones. Unfortunately, they don't have a video feature, so I have to use an app to talk to them through like Instagram or Instagram video or Facebook Messenger or the Google Duo. But I still make sure I reach out to people and communicate. I'm not, yeah, you know, so so like uncommunicative because of a phone. Yeah, like it's it's crazy. Like people can type and text all day online, but when it comes to person, it's nothing. 
barely uh, saying or after a while everybody just end up being on their phones I tell you it was awkward and I've only recently just got back on social media mm-hmm. but during a short, during a period of time when I wasn't on social media I didn't have no social media well I was I had accounts and stuff but I, it wasn't on my phone the ad wasn't on my phone you know how awkward it is when you sitting around at work and there's nothing going on but you're the only one that's not on your phone doing anything and you anything. look around yo I've done that before I did that on purpose I was like I just want to see what it's like Bro, and I did that shit one day, yo, and it's so weird. It's weird. You just be kind of looking like, looking wow, like, like, am I a weirdo because I'm not on my phone? Right. Or I want to break the silence or, like, I want to start talking. I don't know. It's so weird, yo. And look, it's just like everybody in their own little pocket. Everybody should try that at least one time. Just Yeah, for real. One day, y'all, like, if you out somewhere, yeah. Try that. And try see it how and weird just, it is. Right. If you, like, in a doctor's office or at, at a restaurant waiting for your food to be picked up, don't get on your phone for like what? What you do it for like a minute or two? So maybe. Um, yeah, do it for a couple minutes just mm-hmm. to kind of see. And nine times out of ten, you're gonna see everybody's head down. Head down, neck bent, look like an ostrich <laughs> in the ground. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, but yo, it's it's crazy. Like like people really forgot how to talk. Like. How you gonna come up looking for something and just stand there and stare around like I'm supposed to know what you want? Use your words. That's like, exactly why I said the last time I said I don't know how to slide in nobody's DMs and right. I feel like it's harder to talk to people in person. Yeah. Even if it's even if I'm not like I might just go out somewhere, right? So say mm-hmm. I go to go grab something to eat. I don't do it nearly as much since the COVID stuff. But before right. that, I might just be standing there and see somebody and just have idle conversation with them. Right. Same here. Same here. Just just talking to him, just to talk to him, being normal. And then, you know, going about my day. I don't right. really, it don't really got to be all that. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, like, things happen and then you start having conversations, like, based off of something that occurred. Like, it's like, I know I was the only person that just saw that. And then a per- you and another person started having that small talk. Yeah. I miss those kind of things. Those don't really don't happen too often anymore because no. everybody on their phones, man. <laughs> and then it's like, uh... I like listening to music on the way to things, but sometimes, like, you, you get mindlessly lost in the music. You just don't pay attention to things around you. Yeah. Now, I'm still paying attention to things around you, like, for, like, safety purposes. But I'm saying, like, just just focusing on, like, I don't know, if you're, like, on a train or whatever, and you're not looking at, like, you're so in tune, like, what's on your phone or your music. You're not seeing, like, the sky, the sunset, or you're not looking at just the track. Like, just... I just think that we can sometimes need to step out of our phones and just embrace what's around us. Like, yeah, you know, majority of the time when we you be out at a bar or at a club or whatever, or people be on their phones. I'm it's, not about to pay ten dollars to go sit on my phone, yo. And the is the funny thing is is that all these places are designed for to socialize with people, right? And if you if you if you are the type of person to say oh, I don't do that. You ain't got to lie, Craig. You ain't got to lie. Nah, ain't you, nobody lying. Nah. Yes, you are. Yeah, yeah you are. <laughs> you know, damn well, you pull up in the club. Right, you pull up in the club. You know, your friend's not there yet, nobody there. You be like acting like, oh shit, I'm hitting up this person. And the whole time you just scrolling around this home screen. Acting yeah. like you're on the phone, no damn well. <laughs> Some people do that. The funk, bro. Some I people do that. Do that. Sometimes. I think shit. Some people do that because where it goes back to, they don't know how to socialize, so they use it as a way to maybe I don't I don't feel like talking to them, or I don't want that person to approach me and talk to me. Right. So even if they're not doing anything, whether it be social media or anything like that, they like you said, they just scrolling up and through the phone just to look like they're busy, but they're probably really not. 
Probably not, yo. But at the end of the day, y'all, I just think, again, just take some time to just step out of the phone world. You won't be missing nothing. I know it's always that constant feeling like, oh, I'm missing out on something. What's going on? But you're not. You're missing out on your friends and family's lives. That's what you're missing out on. So I will, And you're missing out on yourself. So just take some time to step out of the, the phone world for a minute and just embrace the world. Talk to people. Talk to your friend. Talk to somebody you talked to in a long time. Read a book. You know, watch a movie. You know? You know what I'm saying, bro? Yeah, you know, actually, um, it's a pretty good book I've been reading. I, I'm most likely to lead to the party. But 48 Laws of Power, if you haven't... St- I need to get on that. I got that PDF in my phone. I got to get back into that. If you haven't read that, that's a good book. Okay, that's just a side note. But yeah. No, also, but that, uh, the Four Agreements too. Oh, I want to read that. That's I need a to good one that. too. That's a good one. Yeah, get get you a book. Yeah, read a book. What's in that song? Read a book. Read a motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Yo. <laughs> Yo, I'm telling you, yo, the stuff people come out with, yo. I'm in there. Read a book. Read a book. <laughs> 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 Woo. Anyways, um, so before we get into our black-owned businesses of the week, and this week, y'all, we got two of them we want to shout out. But before we get into that, I just wanted to um, bring up this this two-part question. A um, very long-time friend of mine came up. I was talking to him about... I was talking to him a um, couple days ago before the new year. We were just catching up. And I've known this person since, like, the first grade. So that's, like, my, my road dog for life. Word. Um, and so we were just talking about random things, life things. I love talking to, like, some of my friends who are very, like, conscious people. Um, so... He, he uh, I told him about the podcast, and he was like, yeah, I, will, I wouldn't mind um, bringing a question on there. So he has a two-part question, y'all. And the first part is, um, based on your experiences, what do you think are some of the issues that you see within the African-American community, and what do you see is being done about it? So, bro, if you can just, um, you know, just give one, and then if you see about that one issue, if you see anything being done about that one issue, what is that? what would that be? Uh, one thing I can say, and maybe it's getting better. I slowly starting to see it get better, especially with the amount of black businesses we got and how we reach out to these people and try mm-hmm. to create a platform and mm-hmm. get them noticed. But one thing that was becoming an issue was the fact that you couldn't, it was difficult to, to band together, to be able to collaborate on one thing. Like for example, even amongst some of my friends, Say for example, one of my friends gave us an idea. He was like, "Oh, maybe we should pull our money together and get like some property or something like that." Mm-hmm. It's hard to get them together, everybody together to see eye to eye on one idea to be able yeah. to help build everybody else up. Mm-hmm. So that's what I kind of feel like is it should be more collaboration. Yeah, I agree. Um, to piggyback off that, to add on to your um, your point, uh, Kumo is um, the pro- one of the problems I see is that. People have this knowledge or they make these successes and don't take the time to share how they got to where they where they um, where they are or what they achieved. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not even talking about like celebrities because celebrities are more I feel like more prone to do that. Yeah. Especially our black celebrities, you know, always trying to encourage each other. Cool. But I'm saying like everyday regular folk, like somebody who was able to pay off a loan or um, buy a house or even get married. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think that we should be educating and informing even about like history, about our history. If you know parts about your history, of uh, your culture's history, you should be expressing that and sharing that with people. Like, of course, you know, it should be like 
uh, appropriate. You know, I just want to start talking about, yeah, you know that you're, you know, you're from royalty, but you don't want to just start the conversation yeah, out of nowhere. Not you know so I'm harsh. Not so harsh, exactly. Just throw it in your face. But yeah. I just think that that's a problem for me in, in the African American communities that people aren't sharing knowledge, not spreading the, the knowledge uh, within the community. And like, um, it's like crab in a barrel effect. It's like, oh, you you trying to make, oh, no, nah, bro, you got to stay down here with me. Or, oh, you too good now because you got out the hood or whatever. No, yeah. it's like, and then some people do forget where they come from. But the ones that, that are like, you know, you're trying to make your, you're doing your thing. Sh- express that, share that, share your resources. Um, show some love to those that are like struggling that don't know how to start or where to start. Like maybe that one little conversation you have, that person could be the 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 spark that they need to get their idea off the ground. You never know. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I feel like that's that's a problem. That that for me. Um, but I'm not gonna soak because guy, you know, we gotta keep it going with the show. But uh, the second part of my man's quite and what I see about being done about that, um, people are starting to express their now or throw out their knowledge there more, but I feel like it's also the I think the crab in the barrel thing is still happening more more than the spread of knowledge for me. I don't see the purpose of holding on to it like, exactly, like a gonna Scrooge. You're like, going to die one day. You know, the purpose of the purpose is to be able to each one teach one. Right. And every other, a lot of other, a lot of other communities join together, band together or pass knowledge down to each other to help that person move up so that there's going to be continuous progress in their community and it should be the same thing when it comes to black people. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And the second part to my friend's question, um, he said, in your own opinion, if you're in a seat that could facilitate change, what are some of your ideas um, that could affect change in the African-American community? If I was in a seat to where I could help build the African American, I think the seat that I'm in right now, the podcast seat, because fire, okay, fire answer, yeah, yeah, good answer, good answer, good answer. So, yeah, baby, I think that the seat that I'm in is probably the most comfortable seat I could be in because Mm -hmm. uh, I'm using my voice, right? I'm promoting black businesses Mm -hmm. and black. And all, you know, all black things, of course, I appreciate other cultures as well. And not like I'm just going to forget about them, but right. I definitely feel like this is a good platform because I can reach out to more people. Yeah. And you never know who's listening, right? No, you never know. Mm-hmm. Plus, at the same time, I'm not just going to be on here. Just we have fun and everything like that. But ultimately, dropping jewels is one of the things that I that me and Mill wanted to do when we got on here. Absolutely. Absolutely. And to answer that question for me, um, if I, I would, um, if I would sign my soul over, if I was to get involved in Congress, <laughs> I would try to, <laughs> I would try to make some kind of policy, some kind of programming or something to to get to put into these communities to to provide an outlet for people to be able to. Um, uh, I guess creativity in a sense help figure out how they can start a business, um, figure out how to have a place to just express themselves. I think I would just try to put more like programs for the arts program because those kind of programs really matter because having like a creative mind, your brain's constantly stimulating that can cause you, you know, it's proven, scientifically proven to 
um, cause people to not want to misbehave or cause people to not do anything irrational because you're you're focusing on your craft. But there's not really spots and opportunities like that within um, urban communities for people to be able to do that. So I think I would try to like start with some kind of programming or something. And and y'all probably thinking like, girl, this program out there. I'm like, no, no, it's not. Not legitly from a, a, a federal level. Like locally, yes. Like um, certain like congressmen and women are have things placed in certain cities for those type of things. Um, but I think like federally, it needs something needs to be done. But I don't know. I feel like this U.S. government is selfish for some reason. I don't, I don't understand how you could be selfish. You're supposed to be supporting people. But that's near and there. We're going to segue over to our Black-Owned Businesses of the Week, my brother. And if you can kick us off with Black-Owned Business number one. All right, I got you. I got you. What you got, bro? So, first of all, shouts out to the Black Businesses. I got to throw that out there for sure. Of course, of course. Hustle. 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 But this week on Black Businesses, I want to shout out my friend Kyosha, who owns Black Star Fashions. So she's a seamstress. She, uh, she, and she has a, a partner that works with her, Kiara. And they not only does she like make clothes from scratch, but she also does prints. So if you need some clothes made from scratch, or if you want like a, a if you got like a design idea and you want to print it on a piece of clothing, uh, definitely reach out to her. She, uh, you can definitely check her out on Instagram. She has is Black Star Fashion. Uh, star with two R's and check them out. They got a lot of great stuff. I actually need to cop some stuff from her. I got a couple ideas I didn't throw at her, but um, generally she's been doing very well and she's been moving up a lot and I'm just glad to see that. Thank you, Kiosha, for uh, that's beautiful. Like, you don't really know know too many um, businesses that do all their clothing from like scratch, like seamstress, seamstressing, you know, that's a word from scratch. That's, that's dope as, that's dope as hell. They, that's amazing. I gotta look up in that business too, for real. Um, for me, um, I have a Instagram user of the name, I don't know why I say Instagram like that, but <laughs> an Instagram <laughs> username of, by the name of sophisticated, strong, beautiful, all one word. I, I love that. That's beautiful. Sophisticated, sophisticated, strong, beautiful. Um, and her name is, uh, Chantel and she is, um, she's a part of uh, a couple businesses. She's also trying to start her own business. Um, so the business I'm just going to shout out, um, it's called Corny Q Online, um, their online shopping store, they sell crop hoodies with their logo on it, headbands, anklets, little girl backpacks, etc. Um, the link is in her Instagram bio. Um, she's also part of a company called Nova Charms, and they basically make handmade charm bracelets. Dope. Um, dope. And they can tailor to your own personal style. So if you want to get jiggy and get creative, um, they can work with you to figure out a bracelet that will fit you. Um, and then her own personal business is um, up and coming. It's called Telly's Boutique. Um, she makes her own lip gloss. Or, I'm sorry, not lip gloss. Lip oils. Ooh, mm. Lip mm. oils. Mm. 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 Lip freaky. oils. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> lip oils, body oils, face and body scrubs. Made with all natural essential oils, of course. Um, she also has lash sets that are 25 millimeter lashes with adhesive liner included. And she also sells two-piece sets available as well. Um, and she's still getting it together, y'all. You know, businesses aren't built overnight. Um, I know that was a lot. Again, I'll have the information for for all the business, the both businesses that we just mentioned today, or several businesses we mentioned today. But can we just drop a bomb for um, Corny Cute and 
black star and corner cute black star fashions those are the black owned businesses of the week um i do we did see that we have a lot of submissions for those so stay tuned your business may be featured in upcoming shows uh, so thank you for the submissions for that. If you still have um, a business owner or you are a business owner, again, send it to the podcast Instagram. We would love to feature your business. You heard. All right, Kumos, on you, bro. What we got? All right, so now we're just going to hop into the music. Music. So he brought to me a couple interesting ideas, and mm-hmm. I got one thing I want to talk about. Um, so should we start with the lighthearted stuff first, or you want to go straight you know, to uh, a little bit more. It's your call, brother. All right. So let me just get the hard part out, and then yeah. we'll just go to the to the lighthearted stuff. I dig it. So I definitely want to um, definitely want to speak on MF Doom passing away. The, found out December thirty first, like right before New Year's, mm. and uh, his wife dropped some information on social media to tell that he had passed away. But he had passed away. On October 31st, so he had already been gone for quite some time. Mm-hmm. But I understand that it's okay because she wanted to keep things private, and he probably told her, "Listen, keep this to yourself, or mm-hmm. whatever the case may be." But you know, I definitely was a, am a huge fan of MF Doom. And if you don't know a whole lot of MF Doom, I could just kind of throw some a little information about him. So MF Doom wasn't MF Doom when he first came out. He was um. A totally different rapper in a group called KMD, which came out, I want to say, the late 80s. Mm-hmm. So they made their first album. The first album did pretty well. And then they were slated to come out with a second album. But it was there was three people in the group. And one of the people in the group was MF's, MF's brother, Subrock. MF's brother, Subrock, got killed in the, uh, by getting hit by a car. So not too long after he got killed... They got dropped from the record label and their second album never came out. So basically he disappeared for quite some time and then he reappeared with a whole nother alias in a what it looks like a, a Doctor Doom mask, but it's not exactly Doctor Doom. Mm-hmm. So he came out and he dropped uh Doomsday, the album. And from there he pretty much dropped albums albums and albums after that. He he's done some collaboration work with like Mad Lib. He's done a album with Inspector Deck, where they had a couple different song, a couple different projects like that. But I just want to give a big shout out to MF, rest in peace, King. Yeah. But to switch gears to kind of get off the harsh part of the of the music podcast, we want to get into what Millie said. What do you, what do you feel like concerts will be like in 2021? So I'm gonna flip it over to you, and you let me know how you f- feel like they're gonna be this year. Um, but yeah, um, just real quick on the Doom piece, bro. Thank you for sharing the synopsis about um, his music career, how he up and came. Because I personally didn't really know him as I didn't, I wasn't familiar with him. Um, and you know, sometimes when somebody, <laughs> this is, um, bro, uh, you know, sometimes when an artist die, and you be like, you kind of feel bad because you didn't know who they were. I don't know if that's just me. I'm trying like not to, but it's like, damn, I didn't know who he was. Like when King Von got shot, I didn't know who he was. I knew who King Von was. People were like, you know King Von? I was like, I don't know who that was. But um, anyways, but to answer your question about the um, 
things pertaining to concerts in 2021. I think I was reading on something about Ticketmaster trying to figure out some kind of plan of action in regarding in regards to that. Um, I know that they're really big on making sure individuals are tested between 24 to 72 hours, like either have a, COVID, a negative COVID test within that time frame or showing you have the vaccination card. Um, but again, that's still it's still in works. But I think they're how I think if everything is kind of slowing down a little bit with this pandemic this year coming in this year, I think they're going to be really, really strict in particular on um, capacity of how many people will be in the venue space. Yeah. Um, how to socially distance the, the audience from the performers. Um, maybe doing because I know for New Year's Eve, they did. They had people in little pods. Yeah. On Times Square, I don't know how much money they paid for that. Goddamn, yeah, they had but, to take a lot of bread. Um, so they had them on a little pause like that. So I don't know how this this venue space will look like, but I think people are probably going to still try to um, still be able to see artists. Like I just seen um, Chico Beanie's going to be launching a tour this year. So I think in different cities they're probably going to pan out something. I think people are trying to trying to normalize something. They started doing it at the end of this year, so I think going into this year, I think. They're going to try to start normalizing concerts in some way, shape, or form. But it's going to be really, really strict. I think. It. I think the only thing is, is that some of the upper echelon artists, you're mm-hmm. not going to be able to pack no concerts for a while. Yeah, you're not going to be able to yeah, pack too stadiums. Many people, too many people want to see them. Yeah, they might not. They might not do it. Like hmm. Beyonce, I don't. I don't see her really doing anything. No, like concert wise, no time soon because of that reason you just mentioned of it's too many people in the beehive bro it's yeah. too many people and everybody like she sold out Wells Fargo when she went on tour so I can imagine like there's no way there's no way all the big time people you're right I agree with you on that there's no way bro now what was kind of dope was when Travis Scott did the Fortnite concert that was pretty cool when he did that I don't know if you remember that when he was on Fortnite so like he did a, he did a concert on Fortnite oh that's that's fire. Yeah, that's creative shit. So that was that was something he'd been doing like interesting stuff like this for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, but something that's conceptual, if it was that'd be kind of cool if you could do. It. And I was thinking about it on the way over here was, could you imagine like if they did like a VR concert, virtual reality? Yeah. Like with the the thing in your eye, look like it'll take over your whole life if someone press a button. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm bored. I don't like them Jones. Them Jones look scary. Like. Like, it looked like, um, dang, what's the boy name in the movie, bro, with the, um, never mind, anyways. But, yeah, but, uh, yeah, that'd be kind of fire, yo. Like a VR concert. Yeah. Or, 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 if you remember, it's probably been around for a minute, but you, do you remember when the Nintendo 3DS came out? Yeah, vaguely, yeah. But then they came out, they had, um, AR games, so augmented reality games, so when you, when you looking into your screen, it, projects itself wherever you're pointing it so you imagine doing like augmented reality with your phone to watch mm-hmm. a concert to see like an artist is augmented reality kind of like the star wars drone when the shorty pop out the thing is yeah. that what you mean yeah, oh. it's kind of like a hologram they, doing that now? They, they got they got to that point in technology yeah well, not popping out the phone but you're well, able to project from the phone like a yeah so the way you do it is if so when i was playing my 3ds they would have certain AR games that you could play. Mm-hmm. And you, what you do is when you're looking into the camera on the front will show whatever is in front of you. So if I'm sitting here, it's showing the couch. And 
it when you're looking through the screen of the 3ds, it projects an image. So like, say you're playing Pokemon, you can see like a Pikachu a or or a, or a Charmander or something like that on the couch where it's projecting it. So, okay, so oh, okay, Pokemon Go is an example of argument of reality. Then technically, yeah, okay, yeah, kind of. That's kind of, okay, kind of. I see what you're saying. Okay, that would be pretty interesting to do concerts that way. That's pretty fire. So it's like you're getting out like that real live performance, but also no, I think. Um, if there are concerts, they may do it like how they did it for the Macy's Day Parade where nobody was there for real. Yeah. But they did like, um, Verizon had like a, um, a, a curbside view. Like the camera made something he was actually there at the parade. So they may do it like that with concerts where you, you like pay a certain amount of money. You could have that camera angle to see like the performer, like, like the artist as if you're like actually there. So yeah. they may start doing shit like that too if Ticketmaster's plan doesn't pan well. Because I feel like that's a lot of um, a lot of loops you got to go through as far as like protection of people's um, health privacy even though it's just a COVID test that's still health it could be a health, like borderline health COVID, or health violation of uh, privacy that I cannot talk right now uh, you know what I'm trying to say the health um, violation of people's health privacy there it is thank you woo <laughs> I mean so, because you have to present the information right but you but nine times out of ten it's not going to be just that I think that you're going to have to sign something Mm-hmm. To make it okay for you to release that information, right, and that you can't come back to them and try to sue or say anything to them about it because you agreed to it. Mm-hmm. So they're they yeah. not just gonna let that slide without protecting themselves, right? And yeah, y'all just um just some for y'all to think about. You know, since we're, we're we're in a new year, like how how are you how are you gonna move when it comes to music? Are you gonna be those individuals trying to get out? And about, like, now I'm thinking about second half of the year, you know, winter, here comes spring, you know, concert season started to be up and coming around that time. Yeah. Um, made, I'm thinking about Made in America, Afropunk, I know all those things got canceled Essence. Um, in 2020, Essence Festival, a lot of those things got canceled, so I'm wondering how those things are going to pan out this year. The Roots Picnic, I was pissed. Because I brought my ticket oh, and ended up God. having to get a refund because they canceled the Roots picnic because of this pandemic. So I'm very curious to see because people really, I, I personally look forward for those big venue things like that every year because yeah. it's just a nice way to celebrate like just a variation of artists. But we'll see. We'll see. Cross my fingers. 2021, please be good to us. I mean, please. Ho- hopefully that's that's six months down the line. Right. Ho- hopefully things will be a lot better by time then because. Right. Yeah, festival season is fun. Yeah, I love festival season, bro. I, Even oh my like goodness, I, once I got bits over, I was like, yes, I got to keep going. They probably gonna this. stop um, a dawn day too. Oh yeah, they didn't do a dune day. That, yep, they didn't do a dune day uh, this past year. I was pissed about that too. I was sad. I still celebrate Juneteenth though. I had a little cookout. It was still nice. It was still yeah. nice. Shout out to my homies that threw the Juneteenth cookout. You know who you are. What's up, Kiana and Rob? Hey y'all. Um, but anyway, bro, you know what time it is. Tell him what time it is. Tell him, tell him. Tell me why you mad for. <laughs> All right, bro. Yeah, y'all, it's the tell him why you mad segment. I'll, I'll, I'll kick us off since you kicked us off last week. I'll kick us off, bro. I'm I'm honestly upset about two things. I'm mad first and foremost with Mitch, old dumbass McConnell with, like, blocking the stimulus increase from $600 to $2,000. And I try to really honestly look up why he did that. But, you know, with politics, no one ever wants to explain the why with shit. So I'm mad at the fact my man's really blocked that, Joe. Like, I, I don't understand, bro. Like, why? And then you all asking why 
<laughs> Why did my house get vandalized? Like they vandalized my man. They, nah, he's not my man. I'm lying. They vandalized Bull Crib and said, um, "Where's my money? Where's my money?" And they spray painted on not just his cribs, but also Nancy Pelosi's um, homes as well. Both uh, of them. So I don't know how they found where them where they lived at, but they said, "Where's my money at?" Yo. And I'm pissed because it's not even just the fact because I. You know, I'm a little bit, I'm struggling a little bit financially with this pandemic, but I'm, I feel, I feel for those families that are like really are going through it. Yeah. Going day in day. I'm trying to figure out how they're going to feed their families, how they're going to feed themselves, how they're going to pay their electric bill, their rent, things like that. So for you to say like, oh, $600 is enough. $600. Are you really, kidding me? It don't go that Enough far. for who? That's, that can barely pay somebody's rent. Exactly. That's sh- they barely pay my rent and, like, a phone bill, bro. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know. Me, you don't understand. Like, what time are you living in right now, bro? <laughs> what time do you live in? That's why, like... like come on. The 1200 was decent. The 1200 it, yeah. It was, it was fair. It was all right. It was fair. The 2000 would definitely be better, but... There's uh, other countries that give their citizens more. Like, Canada gave they gave their citizens $2,000 a month. Wow, a month. Well, Canada, we got a Canada. one. Canada's, you know, Canada's Canada, but we got a one-time payment, two hundred dollars, and then now we're seeing another payment in the beginning of this year, six hundred measly dollars. That's not going to do nothing, bro. I'm like, I just you're going to uh, get it, and it's going to be gone. Yeah, bro. It's going to be gone. And then, yo, if you owe, if you owe your bank money, bro, depending on how much they, it is, you might not even it. see that they taking that shit. <laughs> They snatching that joint. Oh, you owe four. If you owe six twenty six, yo, I seen this post that said my man said the bank account said, "Hi, here's your stimulus check of six hundred dollars, but due to insufficient funds, um, your new balance is now negative twenty six dollars." He's like, "Yo, my man, did you pay that?" Right. They nah, said, "Give, give me that, that. six hundred. Nah, give me that yaga, and you still owe me." So that's why I'm mad about that. The other thing I'm mad about is um. With these referees in the in um the NFL and how like they pick and choose when to call certain play uh, certain flags like for example this rough in the passer thing on his quarterback on the quarterbacks they want to protect the quarterback so much I understand because the big money that's on over their head of what these teams are paying these quarterbacks I understand but you also got to understand like there is a, a game of football where a defender is running x amount of miles per hour it's hard to force science it's hard to stop your 285 pound man running at 40 miles per hour it's hard to stop yourself yeah so yeah it's gonna look a little bit rough than what it seems like when you're tackling somebody like like um clay matthews i think it's a couple years ago i don't know when it was but there's playing the vikings he comes in and gets this nice sack on Kirk cousins but it was real rough in the past because the way his shoulder came down as he fell on top of him i'm like bro he gotta fall on top of him that's how gravity works he can't just float above him in the fucking air with a shoulder just sitting there he gotta fall on him like no, i don't understand and that turned the whole game around. The Packers ended up losing that game because they they gave him the they gave Cousins the first down and then went into overtime and they won off of a field goal or some some stuff like that. But I just I'm just mad. Like they need to get better at pinpointing like what is technically a rough in the passer to call on a quarterback. Like I get it on a player, but Sometimes it's like y'all gotta understand. Like the quarterbacks are players too; they have to get hit. They're going to get hit. Like I don't understand. Like you signed up for it. You signed exactly. You signed up for that shit. But anyways, I'm done off my soapbox, bro. Why are you mad this week? <laughs> <laughs> so I love football, y'all. I'm sorry. I love football. So yeah. so basically, the only thing I could say about me being mad mm-hmm. is 
and they had to, had to keep bringing this up, but talking about COVID, how now I realize it's three different types of people. So you have the people that are just like, I'm not going outside. I'm only going to go outside if I have to. Like, I'm not hanging out with nobody. If I don't, you know, if I don't know you, you're getting sanitized in the face, whatever the case may be. <laughs> right. So but then you have the the people that are on the other end, which are the people who are just tired of being in the house and feel like, yo, I got to get out. Like, right. I can't do this no more. Then you have the people like myself who's in the middle, who understands both sides and mm-hmm. then trying to talk to one party or the other. And they just like bulldoze you because they just not trying to hear it. They, right. So realistically, you know, I have conversations with so I can understand like some people who feel like they're more susceptible or afraid to go out. But then other people kind of feel like, hey, man, you, we're bound to catch it anyway. So why am I going to not live my life just right. because of it? So that's kind of annoying just in general, because, yes, you should be able to get out and get some fresh air and, mm-hmm. and, and things like that. But just realize that you're taking a risk and you're rolling the dice by going out. And nine times out of ten, you gonna that person's going to go out and then they're going to come back home to somebody else or be around somebody they know is very susceptible. All right. Then, you know, on the other hand, the person that doesn't want to leave the house is like, listen, if you don't leave the house... You're gonna go nuts because you're gonna feel. Yeah, you're gonna have to get, fever, man. Yeah, you have to get out of the house. Yeah, you gotta get out. You gotta get out. It's just like you're like walls. You're just looking around like you feel like you're in a cell. Well, you probably don't feel like a cell because it's, it's only yeah, but so much Netflix and Hulu. Speaking. It's only but so much Hulu and Netflix you can watch. Absolutely, because after a while you just start seeing the same shit, and you're like, all right, like what's up, with my homies? Like what's up? But I definitely feel for you. Like I, I'm kind of like. Um, nowadays I'm like, uh, between like just staying home or just stay- hanging out with one or two few people. Yeah. Like I got, we got our podcast. Um, I see my friends from here and there. I, I see my boyfriend frequently, um, work yeah. other than that, but I'm, I'm like doing like essential things. So like I, I'm kind of like one of the people like I go out unless I have to, like I, I haven't been out to like a venue type spot since October. I want to say, yeah, October was the last time I went out somewhere. And after that, it was just too much for me. I said, no, after I'm not doing this anymore. Because I'm I'm the type of person, like, con- like consciously, subconsciously, that shit started bothering me after a while. Like, it started feeling like I'm getting sick or it's getting to me. So I don't want to put, keep putting myself, give myself that anxiety. So I, yeah. I just took a step back and just stayed home. But, yeah, I understand why you're mad about that. Because it's like, what y'all, what do y'all want to do? Yeah. You want to get sick or you not want to get sick? What, like, what's you- up, bro? Yeah, it's, it's it's crazy, but mm-hmm. but that was just why I'm mad, and yeah. it, it, it you know it got annoying, and I've just been thinking about it. Mm-hmm. But and unfortunately, bro, um, this was a lot of things in life. People are gonna do what they're gonna do, no matter what regulation, who suggests what, whatever. People are gonna do what they're gonna do at the end of the day, um, and all you can do is just really you know focus on yourself, focus on those around you, support those around you for real. Because at this day, like at this point, it's just like. Yeah, people have what sometimes people have their mindset made up, mind made up, that's it. It's it's hard to switch out of a mindset when you've been set on for it for so long. Yeah. Um But uh we're gonna segue, we're almost getting done here, folks. So we're on to the oops my bad. Oops my bad and again for those that are new to the show, oops my bad is a segment that we just read off some things that you may have missed um in the upcoming past weeks or whatever, what have you. Um, so I'm just gonna kick it off. 
We have Anthony Quinn Warner. I mean, I got that whole man government. <laughs> he deserves his whole government out here because of what the hell he did. Anthony Quinn Warner, 63, white man. White man. <laughs> white man. Blows up several city blocks in Nashville, Tennessee, but also dies in explosion. Um, Congratulations, they, dickhead. Right. <laughs> That's Philly for you. Yes, but yes. Let him know. Dickhead. Um... His DNA human remains of of him was found on the scene by um, police officials. So, um, yeah, he blew up some blocks. Don't know why. No one ever knows why these people do these things. Um, but, yeah, he blew it up. And then it's like when white people do shit like that, they don't, no one gives them the credit. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's like they either end up killing themselves or, like, oh, it's in, they're insane. Like, they were in the right state of mind. See, this is my thing, right? Why can't you just, if you're mad at somebody, why don't you just convert all your anger towards that person or divert all your anger towards that person? Right. I don't, you don't got to take it out on everybody else. Yeah. I don't know what Bull was really mad about. I don't know. But that's 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 factual, factual, bro. I agree. Like, if you, if you have a personal beef with one person in particular, people, talk to them. They did it, not us. The hell? <laughs> got nothing to do with it. Right, that. we don't got nothing to do with it. I ain't got nothing to do with it. Anyways, moving on. Um, Baron Davis, who's a former NBA guard and Master P, are in talk with owning Reebok. So um, right now hmm. they're in discussion and figuring out how they can get some shares or ownership in that, and that's going to be interesting. Um, the NFL playoffs. Um, so y'all know we're about to embark on the last week of the um, regular season, week seventeen, and a lot of things are in stake, especially within the NFC East. Um, but uh, the AFC is pretty much set, except for that last seed in the South with Tennessee. That conference with Tennessee is still iffy. Um, the NFC side is pretty much set, except for the NFC East. Um, it's a toss up between Washington, we them boys, my boys, Dallas, and uh, the New York Giants. Um, and unfortunately, um, womp, womp, womp. If, y'all y'all can, if y'all can see my face, like I'm making You had the whole IE ass face, y'all. It's all right, bro. You have all of Philly was hurt. Oh my y'all God. Y'all was hurt. And if you're not, once again. You ain't got to lie. Ain't nobody lying. Y'all know y'all was salty as hell when Dallas beat y'all. I'm not though. But I already know, like, I would rather Dallas just just take go home, take the draft pick and call yeah, it a yeah. day and redo. Alright, man. You got but, that. We gotta hold it. Right. Um, yeah, so if Washington wins against um Philly, uh uh tomorrow, then they're in automatically. But if they lose and Dallas manages to beat New York or New York beats Dallas, then um I believe I think Washington still goes because they have more division wins. I don't know, but we'll see. That's the East for you. Moving forward, um, Summer Walker is expecting. Shout out to you, Summer. Congratulations. Um, we might as well have another applause, bro. It's funny how that always happens. Every time you do one applause, it's another uh, announcement that deserves an applause. But a uh, seven-year-old named Eli saves his baby sister from a burning fire. He goes back into the home together. That takes courage. Go ahead, yeah, he's that definitely. That courage. Y'all talking about we need heroes. You got one right, right there. Right there. Right there. That's that's beautiful. Um, unfortunately, um... University of Utah player Tyrone, or not Tyrone, excuse me, Ty Jordan dies at the age of 19. Sleep in peace, King. 
Peace. Um, Casey Jones, former Celtics player, assistant coach, and head coach of the oh, Celtics. Yeah. He passed away on Christmas. Um, a local Philadelphia restauranter, probably say that I'm wrong, but a local Philadelphia restaurant owner, I'm just going to say that. Um, Steven, Steven Starr gave out Christmas meals to frontline responders. So that was beautiful. Thank you, Steven. That was amazing. People, were, they got fed and still was able to do their job. It's a, it's a lot of applause, man. It's just a lot of beautiful things happening. It's, it's, it's nice to show some joy sometimes, you know. You got to express joy, especially in this crazy, dark world we live in right now. Yeah. I feel you. So it's never enough. It's always room for applause, bro. You feel me? Um, <clears throat> unfortunately, y'all, there's a new strand of COVID floating around in Britain. Um, COVID tests are now required if traveling from the UK. Um, they're still, I believe, from what I've read, they're still doing, they're still trying to figure out how to, you know, um, far as the vaccination goes, um, how, how um, I don't want to say potent, but how contagious the strain, the, this new strain is to um, people, how it affects, how fast it can spread, things like that. So they're still in the works for that. Um, I say that because I don't want I don't I don't want that to scare anybody. I'm not I'm not saying that I didn't say that Helen that like just put fear in people. I just I'm just doing it to make people aware. So um, be safe though. Be safe. Yeah, just continue to be safe. Um, unfortunately, um, the annual Mummer's Day Parade, which is always occurs on New Year's Day, uh, was canceled due to COVID. Um, they they tried to do a protest for it, but Mayor Kenny and Philly city officials weren't having it, so they canceled it. And um, also, as of right now, uh, Philly city officials cancel all large public gatherings through February twenty uh, February two thousand twenty one in an attempt to reduce the spread of COVID. So, I don't know about large-scale events happening this month and next month in Philly, but stay posted. Y'all know um, philly.gov has great uh, resources and information regarding what's going on in the city of Philadelphia. Um, Also, pa.gov has good information. And also, y'all, for those that don't live in Philly in your own personal cities, um, I guess do a simple Google search about uh, finding out your local uh, government website to stay up to date and things regarding this pandemic and um, uh, policies and restrictions going on with your within your specific city. And that was the oops, my bad. Oops, my bad. Sorry if you missed some things. It's cool. That's why we're here on the We Ain't With It podcast. You feel me? Feel you. So, um, yeah, you already know it's time for the wise thought, right? Give it to him. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Kumo. Alright, y'all. Let's go. Let's go. Alright, let me let me get my serious bag real quick. Let me get my bag. I've been goofy this whole time, so I gotta get in the bag. You know something's hard to switch over. Alright, here we go. There is nothing wrong with being picky. However, be careful how you utilize that gift. Don't allow it to get in the way of of um of a potentially great partner for you just because they miss one or two boxes on a list that may sometimes seem impossible to complete take your time and the time to figure it out you can do it that was the wise thought sure and sweet baby and with that being said uh i'm gonna leave y'all with this i'm millie rock on any block and I'm Kumo. And it's the We Ain't With It podcast, y'all. Peace. Peace.
Sunshine. 